appropriate Mac. Never commit suicide. Never commit suicide. You leave your life Never in prison, sir. Never kill Never your motherfucker, sir. Never commit suicide. On hood. Never take your own motherfucking life. I know things get rough out here, man. Never take your own life. Your life is golden. Through the struggles, through the hard times, everything gonna see all right. Never commit suicide. Never commit suicide. Listen, five crib Mac. Never kill your motherfucking self. Never commit suicide. Things get rough. Don't give up. Don't take your own life. Everything gonna see all right. Gonna see all right, girl. Never commit suicide. Never commit suicide. Things get rough. Don't give up. Don't take your own life. Everything gonna see all right. Gonna see all right, girl. Welcome back to the Deep Six Wrestling Podcast. It is Monday, November 22nd. Uh, me and Joey have gotten really bad about actively reviewing Raw. We still, most of the time, watch it on Mondays, but I don't know. It's been a couple weeks since we put out a review. Uh, we watched it last week. Joey was too tired to review, and then I never did a solo one. So, uh, But we're here. We watched Raw. Ryan and I watched half of Survivor Series uh, live and we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Turning Point briefly. I, I stress briefly because we already have a lot of other stuff to talk about on the podcast. But we watched Turn. Well, the three of us all watched Turning Point this weekend from Impact Wrestling. Uh, so Ryan, as our representative from Ryan and Angel's Impact Power Hour and making his return to the the Raw review, uh, will be going over Turning Point. And if me and jo- if me and Joey <laughs> want to hop in, we will. Uh, Joey is Sorry. raging over WWE Supercard. I don't think he's going to do the podcast. So uh, if Joey hops in, just know you're getting a very angry Joey who just had to sit through three hours of Raw. And uh, just and BTE, saw... don't forget that. We got to watch BTE beforehand. Yeah. Uh, any, any, anything? Any, yeah, I'll just, we'll just, I'm Pat. Ryan's here. Joey, what's your reaction to losing your... Uh, your tournament in uh, WWE yeah, Super the last Fire game I'm ever playing. Bullshit. No, I'm being serious. Bullshit. I will not touch it. He's playing it right now. I'm not. I'm not. They uh, fucked on me. Yeah. I'll never see a sponsor from me ever. No. Um. Yeah. Let's. Um. We'll do. Uh, I said we're a new turn. Oh, if you're new here. Consider subscribing to the podcast. Uh, we're on a, pretty much every streaming service that has podcasts. Apper, app, not Apper, Apple, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, Google, Anchor, Overcast, TuneIn. There's anything you want, you can find us on it. Just if you're, li- if not, we're not on Pornhub. <laughs> you can also follow us over on Twitter at Deep Six Wrestling. And if you uh, if you do, you can decide to tweet at us, and I'll angrily tweet back at you like I did to. <laughs> Tufel Hunden Design Company at THD Design Co. on Twitter uh, tonight, who was actively telling me how the Vince McMahon egg storyline on Raw was uh, was actually funny, and how it's uh, it was on it, for somehow this was on the level this this multi-day multi-hour storyline was on the same level as a Halloween match on a Halloween show from AEW. Keep in mind. I never mentioned AEW once. This man randomly decided to start comparing the egg to when the elite dressed up as Ghostbusters. So if you want to tweet me dumb stuff like that, I will take you to town on Twitter over it. Because 
no sense. I, I do not understand it. <laughs> but we'll talk about the fucking egg later. Um, Ryan's back for this week. Who knows if he'll be back moving forward. But he's here, which means we haven't been able to do it for a few months now. Uh, but we are going to bring back the trivia challenge that we used to do during the summer. So you're also going to get that on this podcast. We'll talk about Raw. And like I said, we're going to talk about Turning Point or whatever. So I'm going to hand it to Ryan, and Ryan's going to take over to talk about Impact Wrestling Turning Point, which was Saturday night at 10 o'clock, and we watched the show. So Ryan, take it away, buddy. All righty, guys. So, uh, again, if you don't subscribe to us, and you want to hear more about Impact. Also, I'm cutting Ryan off real quick because I wanted to say shout out to the new intro for the Raw podcast because I don't want to forget about mentioning this. <coughs> if you listen to the intro and are still here and didn't turn it off immediately because of that, that was Never Commit Suicide by Crip Mac. It is an unreleased song by Crip Mac, the rapper, and that is what we used for the Raw intro this week. So shout out to Crip Mac and uh, everything going to see all right. So, uh, okay, now Ryan can take over for Turning Point. Thank you. So, if you have not subscribed to the podcast or don't follow the podcast all the time, but you want to hear more Impact stuff, make sure to go and check out some of our Impact Power Hours with myself, your Deep Six Predictions champion of the world, and Angelo. Um, Yeah, so Turning Point, late start because I I don't understand these 10 10 o'clock starts. I guess they wanted to be like, oh, well, for the West Coast fans. But, like, oh, it's a late night for them East Coasters. Um, Anyway, uh, we start off uh, with the pre-show, the countdown to Turning Point. And I think we can all agree, this is such a better pre-show concept than a WWE pay-per-view pre-show. As me and Pat watched the pre-show for WWE Survivor Series, and it was an hour and we got, what, like a 10-minute match on that, correct? The Damian Priest match? Yeah. Damian Priest match, I think, was between 9 and 10 minutes and ended in a de- uh, disqualification. Yes. Um, ending Damian Priest's perfect record on the main roster. Um, on turning point, half hour, and we got two matches. The first one um, was changed slightly, and it made zero sense. Um, so... It was billed as Black Tarus and Crazy Steve of Decay versus Finjuice. And then out comes Raj Singh and Rohit Raju. And commentary points out that Black Tarus, uh, Crazy Steve, and the rest of the Decay can't be here tonight. Because they whisked themselves away to Wrestle House. Uh, that starts this week. And then after this match, they go on and talk about how Rosemary and Havoc of Decay... Are going to be here tonight, so could just teleported Black Tarus back and and Crazy Steve, but my assumption is that somebody couldn't make it to the show and they just got pulled. I'd say that, but they were there uh, last night because I did see that they wrestled at least one match. Oh, for the taping? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you talk and look at the spoilers. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get the. I don't want to go too in depth on the spoilers, but. Um, yeah, so Raj Singh, I think this is his second match in Impact since returning um, to be Rohit's new henchman. Um, didn't help. Finjuice wins. Um, this was a fine match. 
crowd was really into Finn Juice. Crowd does, is starting to get against Rohit, which is good because Rohit's a heel and he's a dick, and that's what you should get. Um, our second match was the for uh, was for the Digital Media Championship. It was between Jordan Grace and Chelsea Green, and this was easily the best match that they've had for this entire division. Um, we had a very a pretty long match between these two. It was very good in ring. Um, Jordan whipped out a new kind of uh, setup to the Grace Driver, where she kind of slingshots um, her opponent into the ropes, giving them kind of like a whiplash effect, where they bounce back to her right into the Grace Driver, which I thought's unique way to end the match. Um, uh, yeah, um, Jordan retains. And, yeah, hopefully this starts the trend of longer digital media championship matches or number one contendership matches because they can all go. Um, then we go to our main show. We start off with Chris Sabin versus Ace Austin uh, in a match that they had billed as it was just going to be a straight-up singles match and Fulton wasn't going to be allowed at ringside. Uh, Fulton was at ringside. He did get involved. Um, but Saban was able to fight him off. I thought this was a really good opener. Um, everybody loves Chris Saban. Uh, Ace Austin still gets a lot of love, because uh, he is really good in ring. He's just a heel. Um, and this went longer than I expected. I didn't expect this to be the kickoff, ma or the first match of the night. Um, but I thought it was a good way to, uh, start everything hot by having a really hot match like this. Um, Saban wins. Uh, steals uh, Ace Austin's shirt that he's been wearing that says, I beat Chris Saban, and then would reveal that he altered it later in the night to say, I am Chris Saban. Um, after this, we got a not-so-great match. Uh, we got Violent by Design, uh, represented by uh, Eric Young and Joe Doring versus Rhino and Heath. Um... It's been the buildup of a very long feud, um, and it ends with Eric Young hitting Rhino in the back of the head with a plastic hockey mask, and Rhino getting pinned off of that. Um, I understand Eric Young's not going to be able to get Rhino up for a, a tombstone pile driver, but like, I don't know. I felt like the, there could have been a better finish to this match than just plastic hockey mask to the back of the head. Uh, feels like this feud is then going to continue. Um, and I really don't know if I need that. Um, just let Heath and Rhino do their own thing, and I don't know what you do with Violent by Design at this point, but do something with them. Um, also, Diener was out there, but got thrown out immediately for like waving the uh, Violent by Design flag and threatening to hit somebody with it. Mm-hmm. And we get an Eddie Edwards interview about him and Moose and the history between them and how it's, that tonight's going to end all of that. Um, then we get uh, Rick, the match that was supposed to be Rich Swan versus Brian Myers. Brian Myers was pulled. Um, he said that he had elevated liver enzymes. Uh, VSK said that he had an inflamed elbow. And... Zicky Dice claimed that he tore his scrotum. 
Um, so nobody knows what why Brian Myers wasn't in this match. Um, but they end up just making it VSK versus Rich Swan. It was a good match. Didn't really stand out too much. Um, felt like they could have done a lot more, but they just didn't give them an, a lot of time for it, and Rich Swan won. Um, after this, we got W. Morrissey versus Matt Cardona in a match that they played that this was going to be in, like the number one contendership for the world title. Um, and I thought this was pretty good. Uh, we had news earlier in the day by uh, Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful saying that uh, W. Morrissey was no longer contracted to Impact and that this was going to be his last set of tapings. Then they had the caveat of, well, they're going to try to work things out, uh, but he is going to continue to work through this as it happens and that they bring us more. I don't think anything else has come out about it. Um, but I thought this was a pretty good match. W. Morrissey, again, I've said it numerous times, is really good in ring for what he needs to do. Uh, he's doing probably the best mic work of his career. Uh, Cardona is not a bad wrestler. I think people give him shit because they didn't like the Zack Ryder character. Uh, and people also give him shit because they don't like how goofy and nerdy he is. Um, I don't know. I thought this was a good match. Um, until the ending, which made zero sense. Um, because Moose comes out. World champion Moose comes out. Who is turned on W. Morrissey. Uh, to get this the uh, the call your shot gauntlet, which he ended up cashing in on Josh Alexander at Bound for Glory, uh, and he spears Matt Cardona to help W. Morrissey pick up the win. And if this is a number one contenders match, and I'm Moose, wouldn't you want to face Matt Cardona rather than W. Morrissey? Like that just seems like you'd want that to happen. I don't know. Seemed a little silly to me. Then we got easily the worst match on this card. Uh, it is the Knockouts Tag Team Championship match between Rosemary and Havoc of Decay and the Inspiration, Cassie Lee and Jessica McKay. Please stop having these matches. Their match at Bound for Glory was god-awful. This match was really bad. I would just like to clarify, out of the three of us who reviewed Bound for Glory, I was the only one who said that match was bad. And I, you gave me shit for it on the podcast. I, so I gave you shit for it on the podcast because you were like, oh, none of them were good. They're all sloppy. Yeah, it was sloppy. but like, it, no, no, no. I said, I said that the inspiration didn't look good and that Jessica Havoc looked real bad. I said Rosemary looked good. Rosemary's always looked good. I don't know. Rosemary didn't do anything in that match to... For me to look good. I don't remember saying it was a good match at all. I think I said it was okay. It was fine. Oh, it's you, getting... you just said it was god awful. I mean I've watched it twice. So. Guess I, I'm sorry. I can't change my mind. Never said that. Um, this match was. I felt worse. Because there were less botches. It was just slow as hell. Um, and. N nobody had chemistry together. Um. Cassie multiple times went for moves and, like, completely missed 
Um, she went for what the commentary called a backwards 619, which she just like ran to the ropes and as slowly as possible tried to go through the ropes, couldn't do it, and just threw her leg up. And then Havoc sold it. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to say that the bringing the inspiration in was a bad idea, but if they they continue to have awful matches, it's a bad idea because this this is just going to make the tag division the knockouts tag division worse. People like them because they're good characters, but the the the. Two out of the three matches they've had in Impact have been really bad. Um, yeah. Inspiration retained uh, via cheating in a match that didn't need to go as long as it did, and it went long. Um, after this, we got Chris Saban interview revealing his alteration to the original shirt. Um, after this, we got Macklin versus Laredo Kid versus Trey Miguel for the X Division title, and a pretty good match with an a weird ass awful ending. Um, again, Macklin looked really good in ring. Laredo Kid always is good, and Trey Miguel's pretty good. Um, I think it's weird to say that I, I feel like Trey Miguel's stock since going and becoming the X Division champion has gone from. Oh man, he finally did it! Like he's top of the world. To he's not even the most interesting X Division character anymore. Um, I don't know. I think them having Laredo Kid uh, and doing things so much more crisp and so much better than everybody else in the X Division just makes Trey Miguel, who like his whole thing was just I can flip and I'm pretty smooth in ring, uh, look redundant. Um, it's just Trey Miguel actually has a character and Laredo Kid just wrestles. Um, Macklin, again, like I said, getting better as he goes on. This was a good match. Uh, again, did his suicide dive. Didn't look like he was going to die by getting stuck on the ropes or not having enough air to do anything. Um, the match ends in a really silly way. Uh, Macklin hits Mayhem for All on uh, Laredo Kid. And as he's pinning Laredo Kid, uh, Trey Miguel hits Macklin with the Meteora, which is his finisher. And then he, Laredo, or Macklin, or not Macklin, um, Trey Miguel pins both Laredo Kid and Macklin at the same time. Macklin gets his shoulder up at two and a half. So the ref points to it saying that he kicked out and then hits it again, giving a three count to Laredo Kid. Macklin then says he should have won because he kicked out. Trey says he didn't want to pin Laredo. He wanted to pin Macklin. Macklin then claims I'm still undefeated. Laredo Kid, who took the move, the first finisher first, somehow was still dead from that finisher. So I guess it sells Macklin's move more. Um, it is a convoluted thing. 
It's obviously leading to Trey Miguel versus Macklin in a one-on-one match, but it didn't need to be this convoluted. Like, just why would if Rich Swan wanted to, or not Rich Swan, if Trey Miguel wanted to pin Macklin, why didn't he just put all of this pressure on Macklin instead of putting pressure on both Laredo Kid and Macklin? This made no sense. Storyline-wise, it makes a little sense that Macklin would kick out because he's the strongest guy in the division. But why, if Trey Miguel only wanted to pin Macklin, why wouldn't he focus all of his pinning power on Macklin? Weird. Um, after this, we got Mercedes Martinez versus Mickey James for the knockouts title. Um, this was a good match. Um, Mercedes is always really good. Uh, since coming into Impact, she's had really, really good matches with basically everybody she's faced so far. Um, Mickey is—I'd say this was a little bit better than her versus Diana because, it, like, at least it didn't end a three hundred plus day reign for someone who isn't with the company fully. Um. It also was a little bit more faster pace, and seemed like Mickey like rec- like was more comfortable in the ring. Um, yeah, um, Mickey ends up winning, and then immediately after, Deanna comes in, making a return, lays out Mickey with the uh, Queen's Gambit, uh, grabs the mic, and says that hard for uh, hard to kill. In January, she is cashing in her rematch clause. Um, cool. Uh, after this, we get Scott Demore getting interviewed, uh, and he says that he knew that Deanna was going to cash in her rematch clause, uh, but that she w- he wishes that she did in a different way, so that he could have announced it, and it would have been, uh, and she wouldn't have attacked Mickey from behind. Um, but he also wants to announce that there will be a new number one contender crowned at Hard for Kill, Hard to Kill, uh, and it will be in the first ever women's X division or not X division, Ultimate X match. Um, so that should be fun. Um, don't know who they bring in for that, but it should be a good match. It's Ultimate X. Ultimate Xs are are cool. Would you agree, Pat? Mm-hmm. Um. Then we got Bullet Club, represented by Hikaleo and uh, Chris Bay versus the Good Brothers. The less about this, the better. This was really just quick, shorter match than I think it should have been. The Good Brothers look like they could care two shits about this match. Um, Good Brothers win. Cool. After this, we get third at, uh, the announcement that... Uh, December 18th, live in Kentucky, we are getting Throwback Throwdown 2 uh, as our next Impact Plus show. Then Josh Alexander comes out. He's not scheduled to come out for anything. Uh, and he says that he's going to work, he's going to focus himself. He's gotten himself into better shape. Um, and he realizes that his emotions keep on getting the best of him, uh, but that he's going to keep them in check from now on. Uh, until he can successfully get his title back from Moose. Uh, And then the lights flicker, uh, and 
The Titantron changes, and out comes Jonah, the former Bronson Reed, uh, from behind, lays out Josh, then hits maybe four or five running sentons, and then gets on the top rope. And was it a splash they did? Or a senton from the top? I think it was a splash. You're asking the wrong uh, I'm pretty sure he did a splash onto the back of Josh. And the refs come in. He, or security comes in. He lays them out. The refs come in and he finally rolls out. He gets to the top of the entrance ramp. And the crowd starts chanting one more time. So Jonah turns around. Gets on top of the top rope again. Does another splash. And Josh just immediately starts spitting up pools of blood. Uh, this is, it was a really good visual. Uh, I liked Bronson Reed in NXT from what I saw of him. Um, but very weird to see the Impact crowd go so far on the Bronson or the Jonah side here uh, against Josh, who was like the guy that they built up for months to be like the next big baby face uh so that was odd um then we get moose versus eddie edwards in a full metal mayhem match for the for the world title this was a very long match um it was very entertaining for the most part um but as it got towards the end it got a little convoluted and a little silly um so close to the end W. Morrissey comes out to help Moose beat Eddie. But before Moose can pin Eddie, Matt Cardona comes out to run off Morrissey and Moose, or try to get Moose off of Eddie. And then Morrissey and Matt just fight to the back. And then the match continues. Uh, there's really no need to that for that. Um... Eddie hit a few, like one or two Boston knee parties with a chain wrapped around his knee. Moose kicked out of those. Um, Matt Stryker was very confused about how the boards wouldn't break on the ring uh, when Eddie Edwards like exposed the ring surface to show the boards. Uh, he was like, "Oh, there's nothing holding them back. It's just pure." contact with the boards they should be breaking um, that that didn't happen uh, Moose hit a really good uh, spear as he always does picks up the win and yeah overall I would give it a thumbs up for a show I think there was some silly booking or silly nonsense in that match the inspiration the knockouts tag match was bad um, the regular tidy match was bad. Um, Violent by Design versus, uh, Rhino and Heath. It's a feud that's been going on and didn't, like, nobody's going to be like, oh man, these guys should be playing on workhorse matches. Uh, but I thought the booking of the ending was stupid. But everything else was really good. Uh, Pat, do you have anything to say? Uh, the only, like, stuff I would like recommend anybody go out of your way and watch would be the X Division match and probably the main event with Eddie and Moose again it got really 
overdone by the end, but the match itself was still good um, and worthwhile, uh, especially if you're a fan of just, like, well-done no-DQ matches. Um, aside from that, it was a fine show, nothing really standout-worthy. I still don't really care that Mickey James is Impact Knockouts champion. Um... And I wish that the uh, the Good Brothers weren't the tag champs, but... I think everybody wishes the Good Brothers weren't the tag champs. Here we are. I do have to say, so I went on to um, their Instagram, Impact's Instagram. I wanted to see, um, like, how people... Kind of see, like, how people feel about these title, like, the title changes. So, like... They put up like and still who the title champion is. So Moose is being the champion has, as of right now, four thousand five hundred thirty-one likes. The Good Brothers, three thousand. Mickey James, four thousand six hundred seventy-five. Inspiration almost five thousand. Jordan Grace almost five thousand. Trey Miguel. Just got to 3,000, and almost all the comments are, why don't you pull the trigger on Macklin? Um, Bunch of dirty little Macklin. So I think I think it's crazy that we, they went with, like, Trey like, was hyped up, hyped up. Everybody wanted Trey to finally pull the, get the X Division title. He gets the X Division title, and now the fans have already started to turn on him because they want Macklin, which I don't understand. Because, like, yeah, Macklin's getting better in ring, but he's not having, like, fantastic matches with anybody he's just like everybody little... else is putting on good matches with Macklin in them they're dirty little Macklin marks all this Joey any thoughts on th- turning point we went over the whole full thing um it, I thought it was uh I thought it was pretty good yeah you have a favorite match um or a least favorite match uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> Moose versus Eddie, the X Division, Mercedes versus Mickey. Ace versus Saban. Yeah, I would say Ace versus Saban was probably... Oh, actually, yeah. You know what? I'll add that promise of... The... Yeah, I was surprised that you didn't those, those, say that. Three, that was a great match. Those three matches, the ones that I listed, those would be the matches that I would say go out and watch. Everything else you can pretty much skip. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah. Um... Now what do we want to do? We want to go right into trivia, or do we, I think we can skip trivia? Honestly, it's been like thirty, forty minutes. How long has it been? We just breeze through raw. Yeah, let me. We'll, we'll breeze through raw and do the trivia because I don't want to talk about this show. I do not want to. Do you talk. want to talk about anything about Survivor Series, buddy? Me and Ryan tuned into Survivor Series because I said I was going to because I said. I had nothing else to do, and I regretted that decision pretty much immediately when we went to our opening match on the pre-show, which was Damian Priest versus Shinsuke Nakamura, and it ended in disqualification. We then opened the show with Becky versus Charlotte, which is actually a really good match, and then we went into the men's elimination, uh, but uh, sorry, I should know that Becky cheated to win. Uh, Then we went into the men's elimination match where Kevin Owens immediately walked out to get counted out, and then we had two other count-out eliminations in the match. We also had Sheamus... And Jeff Hardy completely ignoring their blood feud where Sheamus just harassed and and degraded Jeff Hardy's substance abuse issues on live television. Um, 
and they teamed up to do a fucking poetry in motion spot like good old friends and then Seamus got eliminated by Austin Theory and then decided I'm gonna kill Jeff Hardy and yeah um I we tuned out after that and we watched The Matrix Reloaded which was a pretty good movie um wasn't the greatest never said it was I said pretty good It it was good okay anyway um Survivor Series, from what I saw, aside from Becky and Charlotte, was real bad, and it gave us the fucking egg storyline, which, I'm sorry, if you enjoy this, you are a fucking lunatic. In what world is this satisfying to watch? Who is sitting there and getting enjoyment from this? I would like to meet you personally and ask you about your taste in things, because it's fucking awful. They spent several hours yesterday building this up with Vince McMahon arriving on the pre-show for Survivor Series, coming out of his fucking limo with this golden egg, the golden egg of Cleopatra, which they stressed. It's not a prop from Red Notice. It is the real Cleopatra's egg, gifted to Vince by The Rock, and he comes out of his limo and he's adored and cheered by the WWE uh, roster just days after this man... Uh, did another series of roster cuts, but he has an egg. We gotta cheer him. And then throughout the night, they showed him with this fucking egg and people coming in to talk to him and him showing it off. Shows it off to Roman and says, oh, look what your cousin gave me. And then the fucking egg gets stolen and we're told that both rosters are gonna be on the show tonight, uh, Raw, and that they're gonna figure out who stole the damn egg. So we've established that there's this big mystery... They built up Survivor Series to indicate that The Rock might show up. Rock never showed up. I, mean, it, I, I, I just, I don't know. And the fucking payoff we got for this egg storyline. It took two hours into Raw to get a reveal of what this was. And the reveal we got was even fucking worse. It was Austin Theory. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched Raw. Austin Theory took a selfie with the egg last night. But he said that security was too much. So he left and went to his hotel with the egg. That already doesn't make sense because you're telling me that this man went into Vince's office where this egg was kept, uh, presumably past security, just to waltz in, take a selfie, and then he got inside and was like, oh, security's too much, so I'm going to take it and walk away? Why didn't security take it? No sense. Absolutely no sense. He explains it to Vince, and Vince says, let me see the selfie. So he shows him the selfie, and Vince says, you know... You, you went around the law a bit, and, uh, and you took this selfie. I'm going to drop all the charges, and I'm going to give you a WWE championship match against Big E. Hold on. You forgot the best part about it. He said you went around the law a bit. You remind me a bit about myself. <laughs> Dude, I don't fucking know. And then Sami Zayn, because he uh, he opened the show jokingly saying that he would fire Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce if they didn't find the egg tonight. Again, once again, days after releasing eight people from his roster for budget cuts, quote-unquote. And then he, he said if somebody brings him the egg or any info, he'll, he'll consider giving them something. And so Sami Zayn, being a smart man, goes and brings him Austin Theory. And Vince, again, rewards Austin Theory... And then says to Sammy to make a joke, snitches get stitches. Nobody likes a snitch. Nobody likes a snitch. Oh my fucking God, dude. This was nauseating to watch. Oh, we also got, uh, he asked, was there any camera footage or security footage? And Sonya Deville says, oh, there's, there's footage, but it's blurry. But you can see a bare chest. 
And he's like, so it could be a woman? And they're like, I mean, it could be, but it's too blurry to see. But And he's like, but you could see a chest, right? And Sonya's like, yeah. Dude, I don't fucking know. This company, this is the Raw that broke me. I, we have sat, we started reviewing Raw in May, I think. Yeah, May. May or June. I think it was in late May. I think it was May, because I think it was before we left for Florida. And my God, I've made it through each of these Raws with some bit of sanity. Not this one. There was one thing on this show that I would qualify as good. And it was the stuff they did with Damian Priest, because Damian Priest is good. And for some reason, aside, ignoring Survivor Series... His booking pretty much all year has been pretty sound. They actually take care of the guy. They gave him a huge moment at WrestleMania with Bad Bunny. They've built him up as a pretty solid contender, or not contender, pretty solid champion who actually wins his matches. The only thing, and I see Ryan looking at me that I'll note, is they did the fucking zombie shit with him and John Morrison and The Miz. I didn't watch that show, so I have no opinion on it, but from what I've seen, Damian Priest, he he's the GOAT. I love Damian. Everything else about this show made me want to do the opposite of what Crip Max said in our intro. <sighs> My God. Uh, so let's just run through Raw. Jesus Christ. We opened. Uh, we had Vince in his office. Beat. Oh, hold on. Uh, I do want to say something about this opening. So normally after a pay-per-view, you get a rundown of what oh, happened yeah. on the card. Uh, some highlights. Uh, big moments. Not, a, not on this show. No, they don't. They don't talk about that. No, instead, the entire opening video package is about the damn egg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the egg was more important a than a big four pay per view. Not just any big four pay per view. One of the earliest big four pay per views. What in the world? Um, seeing as I ranted about the intro, I'm actually going to skip it. Uh, less time spent on that. We'll just go over anything we want to talk about at the end. Dolph Ziggler versus Matt Riddle opened the show. Matt Riddle came out and had a fake mustache and fake uh, goatee. It looked awful. It's really cringy, the stuff that they did with him and Randy before the match happened. Matt Riddle won. After the match, Randy hit a bro Derek. That's that. Crowd went wild. Becky Lynch came out and cut a promo basically running down the fans because the fans want something new. And she started listing who she thinks the fans want, noting Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, both who have been women's champions this year. And I don't really necessarily think them coming back to be champions would be something new. And then says Liv Morgan to a good reaction, which that's good. I mean, they're building her up as the next top contender, so I would hope the fans react to it. But, again, I just... People don't want to boo Becky, and anytime she cuts a promo, she ends up getting cheered, and it's just really annoying to watch somebody who's actively trying to get booed, and then they don't get booed. Like, imagine if MJF started cutting promos, and the crowd was just, like, actively cheering, like, yay, woo! Like, there's some heels that you, like, you can cheer because they're not, like, running down the crowd or whatever. Becky was literally just, like, bullying the fans here, saying, oh, I don't fucking care what you want. You want something new? I, that's not what you're going to get. She also is not a convincing heel. No! She sounds, like, way too She chipper. just sounds like normal and Becky she Lynch! Was, she also, like, was stuttering over words, and then also was, like, I think trying to be, like, the Charlotte Flair, where Charlotte is real. like, they showed this in the, uh, the video package for their match, where Charlotte like repeats phrases over and over again, 
and her phrase from the last one was, uh-oh, and, like, repeating that over and over again about uh, well, when not, you challenge that's... her. And then this one, I believe Becky says in, like, two or three times, and it says, oopsies. Yeah, well, again, that's not even a, a Charlotte Flair thing. That's just a fucking WWE thing. Like, mm. look at the fucking... Seth Rollins when he when he came back from his injury the one time and he had the redesign rebuild reclaim and every yeah. single promo he had to work it in or Drew with the well now cr- he now he has to work in on every promo he has to do yeah, the, the damn Fred Hampton yeah. thing or Drew McIntyre with the Claymore Countdown or yeah. Claymore Country or Brock Lesnar with Suplex City or, or, or Roman Reigns the Viper or the, the Apex Predator yeah exactly it's just it's this thing where they won't let people sound like humans that yeah. you have to work in a catchphrase so we can sell merch yeah hey man. <sighs> You can hate Roman all you want, but, like, Roman, when he was, like, babyface Roman that nobody liked, believe that was actually, like, something a normal person would say. Yeah. Like, to end, end things. That's that's perfectly fine. <laughs> Bianca Belair and Tamina had a rematch from last week. Me and Joey watched Raw. We did not review it, but this is a match that happened last week. Also, match Bianca claimed that she needed to have this match because she needed to prove herself against Tamina that she is the strongest and the best. Yeah, I think this is funny because for for months now they've called Bianca Belair the strongest woman in WWE, and now on her like notes or acknowledgments on the side when she comes out says claims to be the strongest woman. So, so we're just ignoring that you, the company, dubbed her this and released a bunch of merchandise as it. Yeah. But now it's just that she claims, and she also uh, came back from a four to one lead in, in Survivor Series, yeah. but she's not the she's oh, yeah. she's not the strongest. She just claims also, to be. No, no, my biggest issue is, didn't she cl- do that last week when she beat Tamina? Tamina, and also when she did all those like random exercise challenges against Bailey during oh, her yeah. feud, like. I'm so fucking done. Bianca Belair won. Uh, uh, Natalia was here also. She was the first SmackDown star we saw. The SmackDown stars that we saw, this was such a fucking shameless promotion to try and get people to tune in that they're like, oh, SmackDown roster is going to be on Raw. The people we got were Sami Zayn, who's a mid-carder that was taken off a Survivor Series and then put in a Battle Royal, fucking Natalia, and a bunch of 24-7 people. And Jinder Mahal. 24 7 person hey man he was on he, he, he was in the battle royal and was it challenging for a spot on the survivor series team could have been there Dewdrop attacked bianca afterwards so that feud continues wonderful and, and natty and tamina and Dewdrop all post together and yeah. then did the dance they did yeah. the Dewdrop. Why? Why can't they just let piper niven be herself because she wants to be Dewdrop. i don't mm-hmm. like it it's stupid. Seth Rollins came out, cut a promo about Finn Balor. Also, we got the new nickname for Finn Balor. He's no longer the demon or anything. He is now the technician, Finn Balor. Uh, I don't know where that came from. He's never been like a submission. Like, technician makes it seem like he's a technical no, submission yeah, I mean, wrestler or a Jason Statham movie. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Very technical wrestling uh, Finn Balor. Like, he's yeah, a very good wrestler. But, I, I, I like, I, I, does he even do submission moves? <laughs> He's not very technical. I, I don't think I've seen Balor break out of submission. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe, maybe when he was like a chain wrestling. I though. was going to say, maybe like he when he was like heel in NXT, he did like a, a, a fucking uh, chin lock. Maybe. Um, anyway, uh, what fucking else happened? Oh, my God. Oh, do you, do no, 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 no. We need to talk about what happened in that, that match. What match in the, the the match that they hyped up at the beginning of the show between oh, Balor yeah, and Balor, I forgot. Yeah, so Balor comes out and they just brawl and then 
Nothing. Uh, they, they, they brawl until Finn Balor can't go, and Seth walks out and then gets attacked by a fan. Um, so shame on you if you're the fan for... for sp- if you watch the video, like the the, the, the fan video of this, he, I didn't even he, see this. This guy got fucking speed, dude. He oh was yeah. like sprinting across the floor and just he like speared, speared this Rollins. man. Yeah. yeah, I questioned security. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The fact that this was allowed to happen, like what are you doing? Yeah. Because um, it wasn't like some guy like just jumped at like Rollins right over the barricade. He jumped over the barricade. Most like, from what it seems like, it wasn't even like no, right on the like, like the ramp. Back, he had to yeah. run across, yeah, spears him, and, just uh, and then the the apparently the three people that got to him were two referees and apparently one of the dress designers, uh, and then uh, Michael P. S. Hayes. Insane. Yeah. Uh, don't do this if you're at a wrestling show. Don't jump the barricade and also don't assault wrestlers. Yeah, no matter, like, it, we said this about, like, when the fan tried to jump the uh, and try to attack Jericho and MJF. Like, you can hate the product all you want. Well, this but guy wasn't it, like, somebody who hated the product. He was fucking wearing a Roman Reigns shirt. Yeah. Um, but still, like... The, the, the MJF the, Jericho thing was different because the guy was a goddamn lunatic talking yeah. about how he was doing this for Jim Cornette. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, this was like it's, by all means, this was just a WWE like fan who just, who like, just got heated by Rollins. I guess. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. I don't get it. It's the same thing with like when fans run on the field for like a football game or soccer or anything like. You're putting yourself in danger, but you're also putting the players and the refs in danger because they don't know what the fuck you're doing. And if you're going to attack them, like, you deserve to be, like, penalized by everything. Like, he, they said he was arrested. Good. Hope he goes to jail for years. Yeah, I mean, he did blatantly He's, assault a man. Yeah, he literally made Rollins bleed. Yeah. Okay. Moving on from that. Bleed? Yeah, he was bleeding, bleeding out of his mouth. Yeah. That was before he got tackled, brother. I mean, it probably made it worse. Okay, I, I don't think he should be go to jail for years. I, he assaulted somebody. Yeah, but like I don't know. If you assault somebody, you should go to yeah. jail. Like he like year. tackled him a little bit. He sprinted at him, tackled okay, him, and but was on years. I don't know. You shouldn't be allowed think, to do that. I don't think that. he'll go to jail for years. I mean, it's assault. I, it's I don't know be. if it needs to be years, but he it's, should go to jail for assault. Yeah, assault is normally a, a few years. Yeah, well, it depends if they give him a fucking plea deal. Anyways, not every time, not everyone goes to jail, you know, for stuff like that. AJ Styles and Omos versus the Street Profits. The Street Profits came out here with a fucking bag, and commentary was just talking about what's in the bag, and they proceeded to wrestle a match here. Went to commercial break, and when they came back, they just decided, oh, we're gonna show what's in the bag. Took out a fire extinguisher and blatantly sprayed AJ and Omos. Got DQ'd and then started celebrating some outside reason, of the ring. For some reason, Omos had his mouth open during this. Like, why would you do that? I don't think he was expecting it. Like at like how, what was gonna well, come sh- at him? What he doesn't know what a fire extinguisher? <laughs> no, is? I mean, what? he probably didn't know that like stuff was gonna shoot at it. Like like the foam. He no. probably just thought it was smoke. Oh. Because, like, if you're not used to that spot, you're probably just but thinking, I, like... I mean, they would have explained that to him. But why would, like why would still, why would you open your mouth with that? Like, it's chemicals. <laughs> He's like, yeah, ah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, regardless regardless of Omas... Than... No, no, sorry. No. Regardless of Omas doing that, that, that's just weird. Why would you book a top babyface team to come out here with a bag, wrestle a match, and then just decide, oh, we're going to shoot these people, and then celebrate as if they just had this big accomplishment? They lost a match. 
willingly. They lost this on purpose. And they celebrated. I mean, that's what I was going to say is, like, are they baby faces? Because, like, from, yes. from be, before, they used to always, like, come out. They'd, they'd, like, goof off with Byron and stuff. This one, they totally ignored Byron and wanted to hang out with Corey Graves, the most heel individual in the entire company. If you watch Raw... That's normal. Everybody oh. hates Byron. Okay, Isn't well then what? always been face? Yeah. yeah. The only people who actually like interact with Byron nicely are the New Day. Okay. Nobody else interacts with this man like he's a human being. No, it's just, and commentary just it so much weirder. bullies him. Dude, Why would Byron Saxon want this job? Dude, I question why many people would want this job aside from the money. <laughs> he can't be making that much money. I mean, he doesn't have to do anything. He just That's sits fair. there and talks for three hours and gets paid. Makes more money than a normal person. 100%. Anyways, this was awful, and once again, just makes absolutely no fucking sense. Like, I I cannot imagine watching... Literally, New Japan Pro Wrestling, which has been shamed for their tag division for years and years, is miles ahead of this. This doesn't even feel like wrestling. This just feels like people coming out here to do random shit, and... I'm sure AJ and Omos are going to get another shot at the tag titles oh again God. because they want a match here. Wait, are they, why? Why would they get a title shot for that? Because they they want a match. Your other team is Dolph Ziggler. Oh, well, it seems like Bob, that they're still going for the title. They've already had two title shots, and Riddle uh. just beat Ziggler again. You know what? Honestly, you're probably right. Ziggler and Rude are probably going to have a title shot next week with yeah. no explanation. Mm-hmm. And then they'll lose that and get a shot at fucking day one. Nah, I, I, I don't It'll be a multi-man it. match. I, yeah, the great Raw tag division. Carmella and Zelina Vega versus Super Brutality for the women's tag titles. I, you know what, well, I, I'm just going to go. Is this their first defense? Uh, I think they defended against Tamina and Natalia. Like, oh, they, they like had a rematch? It. I think so. Um, yeah. I just want to know, like... Can I find out how long this match was? Too long. WWE Raw results. Because um, like Wikipedia is the easiest way to do this, but I don't know. I just want to say Rhea Ripley, who is, I think most people would say be has been booked as like somebody who is a strong person. She sold the fucking really weird DDT like it was a finisher. After not taking a single bit of offense by two different people. I don't know if I'd say Rhea's been booked strong since... No, no, no. Like, as a strong person. Oh, that's yeah, what I. That's yeah, why I said okay. as a strong person, not strongly. You know, she hasn't been booked strong at all. No, she's absolutely... But she's been b- built as, like, as you said, like, as one of the stronger women. Like, strength-wise. Yeah, um, I cannot seem to find this tag match length, but <laughs> Nikki Ash has been booked to look like a fucking fool since she lost that world title. But like, I forgot she was champion. She won Money in the Bank. She cashed in and won. Then she just dropped the title basically immediately. And right now, to Charlotte, right? Yeah. Then she's Charlotte in, this, title in this team with Rhea, and nobody fucking cares. And now she she lost a bunch of singles matches to Carmella and Zelina, and now she gets fucking pinned here to lose the titles. Rhea's gonna fucking snap, <sighs> or somebody's gonna get fired. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> Maybe somebody's gonna get fired eventually. Yeah, this team. I don't know, dude. I. I wouldn't be shocked, as bad as that sounds. 
Uh, after this, we got the reveal for the egg. Oh, I also want to say, at least Zelina finally got like a good moment in New York. <laughs> after, you know, the on, last time on, she had a, yeah. a, a moment, it was ruined. Cool for her, I guess. Yeah. But, like... Also wow. weird that... None this, of this matters. I, it's weird that, like, all the New Yorkers actually won in their hometown. When yeah, was the last time you can say that about a WWE show, guys? Just, they're making progress. They're listening to the fans. No, they're not. No, they're fucking not. They did this fucking. They did this on one of the worst Raw episodes I think I've ever watched. Cedric Alexander versus Reggie in a wrestling match for the twenty four seven title. Cedric wins, and then everybody comes out. Dana Brooke wins the title, and nobody wants to attack her because she's a woman, and so she leaves. How have they gone around this in the past? Uh, roll ups. Okay. So, I so don't somebody could have rolled her yeah, up. I don't know mm-hmm. why they didn't. Yeah, they just kind of. Because I'm pretty sure when Kelly Kelly won it, she just got rolled up. And Carmella and... Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody else just got rolled up. Okay. So, uh, uh, dude, I don't know. Fuck's sake. Um, Bobby and MVP came out. Uh, we hit a promo from MVP. And then we got Bobby Lashley versus the Mysterio Brothers. Because brothers. that's basically what they are at this oh. point. It's not... This is, <laughs> he's look, not his dad. He's not his dad, he's dude. His brother. Like, they just they just hang out and wrestle. This I've lost all hope that Dominic's gonna fucking turn on him. They were teasing this shit for so long with Dominic mm-hmm. cheating to win matches and stuff, mm-hmm. and and like we're so far beyond that. It just feels like this is gonna go on forever, and they're just gonna kiss at the end, and Ray's gonna retire, oh, gonna and then Dominic's gonna be here and still not be a very good wrestler. So cool. Bobby Lashley won with the Hurt Lock on Dominic, and that was that. But like. Do, does anybody care about this? No. You care about this? No. Okay. Biggie was interviewed talking about uh, this this stuff and how he let down the fans. Uh, fun fact: Biggie, since becoming champion, has lost five times already, uh, compared to Roman Reigns, who I I mean again, not counting the DQ to to Woods, hasn't lost in like a year. <laughs> Makes sense. It's the, the only person. Me. The only person that they know how to book is Roman, and all they have to do is let Roman win. That's his whole booking. Yeah. We, uh, Liv Morgan's being interviewed backstage, and she says that she's bittersweet. The team Raw won, but gets cut off before she can explain why it's bittersweet. Becky Lynch comes up and says that she was a loser on a team full of winners. Which doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm assuming her thing is that Carmella and Zelina won the tag titles. So, sure. Bianca won. Who was the other person on Team Raw? Bianca, Liv, those two. (laughs) Tamita? No, Tamita wasn't on it. Who else was on the... It wasn't Dewdrop, was it? No. Hold on. Hold on, I I can do this. I don't even know who else is on it. I can do this. Guys, I can do this. I can look. Anyways, Becky then um, calls her an embarrassment, and then Liv drops her with a forearm, and that ends the segment. So they're still on a collision course. Um, Rhea Ripley, dude, <laughs> oh, lost that night. Lost and lost the title. So yeah, okay. sure, but Liv's the only loser. Yeah. Apollo Cruz and Commander Aziz come out to accept Damian Priest United States Open Challenge. As Commander Aziz gets on the mic for the first time, I think ever. Dude, I was so happy. I I legitimately popped for Commander Aziz. I want a Commander Aziz title run immediately. Immediately, have him beat Priest and give him a four. Uh, give him a thousand day reign with the U.S. title. 
give him a honky tonk man title reign. No. Apollo <laughs> Cruz then says that it would be unfair if they fought tonight and he leaves. So why did Apollo and Aziz come out? Means. No idea. But then Sami Zayn comes out, and we get Damian Priest versus Sami Zayn. Sami pretty much dominates until Damian snaps, and then he just comes back and wins clean. And then we go to the main event. Big E versus Austin Theory for the WWE Championship. This was the most nothing match I've ever seen. Seth and Kevin Owens came out at the beginning of this and were just at ringside. They got into it at the end, which caused Austin Theory to get distracted with him in control, which allowed Big E to hit a big ending. Austin Theory would have, in theory, won the WWE Championship if Seth Rollins and fucking Kevin Owens weren't there. So, why? Why did Big E need to have a distraction finish to lose Also, can we talk about how Seth Rollins attacked Big E's Injured in storyline, injured knee. He sold it like he was injured, and then immediately once that, like once Austin Theory got distracted, Biggie just stood up, hit the big ending, and like then ran around, uh, hitting moves on people, uh, not selling an injury anymore. This was one of the worst draws I think I've ever sat through. It was real bad. Nothing happened I cared about. They spent two hours building to the egg mystery only for it to be Austin Theory, who Biggie Big, Big e needed to win via distraction against, of all people. Yeah. We also, I forgot to say, also during the Becky promo, she made a joke about how Liv says that she wants to win a title for all her friends, but all her friends aren't even with the company anymore. That's a great line for somebody, like... I understand she's heel, but Jesus Christ, why? Why two two things on this show? They don't heel. care. They don't care. It's just simple. Ugh. They don't care. They don't see anything's bad with it. I'm going uh, thumbs down. This made me never want to tune into Raw again. I'm sorry. <laughs> again, if you enjoyed this show, I I guess we were watching different programs, but this was one of the worst things. This is a thumbs down for me as well. I don't like any of this. Biggie best night best moment of the whole night was Biggie Seinfeld gear. Joey, you've said the least on the review, so go ahead, share your thoughts and uh, say whatever you want. Yeah, I agree with Pat. This was probably it's probably one of the worst raws we watched. Maybe the uh, worst raw, um, but it's kind of hard to say because we watched some pretty bad raws from. May to now. Uh, yeah, I really don't want to watch it ever again after this. And uh, I feel like this company just continues to take a bunch of steps backwards. Um, and uh, I just, it, it just all feels like there's like no direction in anything. <laughs> I just, it just feels like there's nothing to be excited for. Like if you're a WWE fan. Um,. Yeah, so that's, that's I'm gonna give it uh, two thumbs down. Honestly, I'm gonna use both of my thumbs uh, for this week, and uh, yeah, that's all she wrote. I see no issues with that. I'm be honest. I I just I just I, I really just don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this one anymore. It just it broke us. doesn't make sense. We are broken. I, I just, it's just like, I just, I still just don't understand, like, who is supposed to be enjoying this? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know who, like, 
you know, again, I, I I know somebody who does, and once again, I'm going to shout him out. Tufel Hunden Design Company, apparently loved this show. So I mean, props to you, man. But this shit was just bad. I'm gonna be right. I'm just gonna be honest. Just like, come on, do do better. There's so many alternatives. If you don't have to watch this show, don't do it. We watch it because we've instituted this dumb rule that we all have to give it a thumbs up. So we have to at this point. I mean, we don't have to, but we've decided that we're dying on this hill. Yeah. But if you're not being forced to do this at gunpoint or running a podcast where you have to watch or writing reviews for it or, or covering it as a journalist, don't do it to yourself. Go watch AEW. Go watch Impact. Go watch Ring of Honor. Go watch GCW. Go watch New Japan. Go watch NOAA. Go watch Stardom. Go watch literally any other wrestling product. Please, for the love of God, this company is so bad. These shows are terrible. I, I cannot imagine tuning into this weekly excited going oh my god it's monday I get to watch raw i get to watch fucking eggs absolutely abysmal this was horrendous and ryan it's up to you now to, to bring us some hope here which we'll i close the night off with some trivia are you ready mm-hmm. okay so right. normally we used to, to do trivia at the beginning but this show is a weird format tonight so mm-hmm. If you made it this far, I applaud you, because I, I just applaud anybody who listens to these podcasts, but we're going to go through trivia, we're going to toss it to Ryan, and then we'll say sayonara for tonight. We'll be back on Wednesday with Dynamite, uh, Impact this weekend, no, uh, no, because Thanksgiving weekend, so. Yeah, what's your, uh, me and Angela still need to figure out what we're doing, we said we might do something over the weekend if the, if we can find time to watch okay so you might not have an impact show this weekend keep keep uh just keep your eyes peeled to the podcast feed if if it comes you'll see it if not then it'll be back next week uh just that you know impact is on thanksgiving so that's how it be so ryan without further ado let the trivia challenge commence Mm-hmm. so what we're gonna do is as we normally do um gonna ask you guys a question let you guys go back and forth see who gets the most we'll see how long this goes all right, um, Joe, you spoke the least, so we'll start with you. All right, let's do this. Right. Who has the most Survivor Series appearances of all women? All women? Women. Um, huh. Are they retired? They are an active well, competitor. Active? They are oh, an active competitor. Active, so women... Just appearances. Appearances. They they have to have Matches. wrestled. A, they, yeah, they've had have, have to have wrestled a match on the show. Uh, go to Charlotte Flair. Incorrect. We'll pass it over to you, Pat. What was the question? Who has the most appearances in matches? Like they wrestled a match on Survivor Series of women. This is all of all time. Yes, of all time. Ooh, yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, and like I said, it's wrestler. an active wrestler, and Joey gets Charlotte Flair. And it's when you say Charlotte active, is, are they with the company? Yes, they are still oh, with the okay. company. Okay, that wasn't what I was going to guess. Natalia? It is Natalia with eight as of this year. Okay. Uh, the, next closest, the next closest person for her um, is um, Bailey, Sasha, Naomi, and Charlotte, all with five appearances. 
neither of you guys got that right. Uh, also, Alicia Fox, Mickey James, Lita, and Trish all have five, but they're no longer with the company or wrestling. Wait, didn't he get right? Yes. Yeah. yeah so pass up to one. What did I say? You didn't you get right. Nobody got. Oh, right. my bad. <laughs> my bad. Pat got right. I got you, Pat. All right, Pat, you're up again. Here. Are you ready? Yeah. Who has wrestled the most matches in one night? At Survivor Series. Are they an active wrestler? They are an active wrestler. In the company? In the company. Most matches in one night? Seth Mo- Rollins? It is not Seth Rollins. Joey. Can I ask male or female? It is a male. Okay. They're with the company. Mm-hmm. Wrestling actively. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, my God. How many? Three matches in one night. Matches in one night. Randy Orton. Incorrect. We'll give you each another try. Damn. <laughs> um, yeah. Roman? It is Roman Reigns. Do you know the year? No. Right. It would be the 2015 Survivor Series. The matches were, uh, it was for the, the tournament, the crown the new champion after Seth had to relinquish it due to injury. Mm-hmm. He had his semifinal match against Alberto Del Rio to begin the night, which he won. Um, then he would face Dean Ambrose in the final. Um, and then Sheamus would cash in his money in the bank. Mm. Yes. Those are the three matches the that he wrestled. Yep, the confetti. Yes. Beautiful shirt that would come out of it. Um, yep. Um. Let's go with Joe. So you, we're back to Joey. Pat, you're at two. You're killing it. Um. Alright. What year did the first ever singles match happen at Survivor Series? Um, jeez, that's going to be a tough one. Um, first year. And it's the, the, to give you context, the first year of the pay-per-view was 1987. Alright, I, I have a question then, to just kind of narrow this down. What era of WWE? Like, Attitude... Um, ruthless aggression. No, neither of them. Oh, it was before times. That? It was the before times. Oh, so it was. So you said eighty three was the eighty seven was the first. Eighty seven. Hmm. Was it eighty nine? It was not. Damn. Down bad. <laughs> um, it would be considered the golden age of wrestling. If that helps. The goals are the age. You had Pat. I got it wrong. What year did he guess? 89. I don't know what's considered the golden age. I feel like it's still the 80s, right? Or is it the 90s? I don't know. Uh, 95? No. Joey? Is it the 80s? I'm going to do 93. No. Jeez. Is it the 80s? I can't give you that. 
91. 91 it was. <laughs> I feel like at that point. Um, yeah. Uh, do I take a guess on who, who the, the opponents no, were? Fuck, it was The Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan for oh. the WWF the Championship. Um, uh, it was also uh, Undertaker's first ever WWF, cha- WWF Championship. Um, all right, passing it over to Pat, who has a commanding 3-0 lead. What year was the first year to not have the eliminator, the elimination match that was a as a main event? Oh, I thought you were going to say not no. have it. Okay. Um, no, the first four years I, were only the, what elimination was the, what matches. What was the first year? Just so 87. Um... And like I said, the first four years before that '91 match yeah. were only just elimination matches. Ninety-five? No. Ninety-one. Ninety-one. Okay. Um, Ninety-one. 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 Wait, non wait singles non elimination. I, I meant to say non elimination oh. style match singles match. Oh, oh as, as in, the main event. As the main event. Yeah. Well, a year. Okay, so if ninety one was the first ever. No, eighty seven. No, no, ninety one was the first ever singles match. Oh, on the show. Yeah, so it have to be after that sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with ninety three. No, Pat, back to you. Two thousand. No. What era? Was it still the golden, golden age? Yep. Oh, shit. Oh, so 95. No, I no. guessed that. Oh, you already guessed yeah. that? Okay, then I'm going to go 96. No. One last try. 98? No. Oh, well. One la- he started, so you get the last shot. 97. No, it was 1992. <laughs> <laughs> what it was Bre- yeah, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. Oh, shit. Um, all right, Joey. Mm-hmm. What year? What year's Survivor Series had the f- only women's championship match in the nineteen in the entire nineteen nineties? After nineties, uh, it, it was the oh, hold on. Uh, it was the only uh, time that the uh, the title was defended on the on the okay. show in the nineties. What year? Ninety uh, three. No. To be honest, I didn't know there was a women's title back then. Um, Come on, everybody knows the women's title from then. Lunder Blaze going to WCW, dropping it in the trash. Oh, so Come on. This would be late 90s, though. Thank you. Uh, 98? <laughs> Dead on it. You shouldn't uh, have said a Lunder Blaze, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, a Lunder Blaze was not in the match. Doesn't matter. You gave, yeah. me, you gave me the time for Yeah. Um,. Yeah, it was Jacqueline versus Sable for the vacant title. Okay. Um, which is, it was the first year that they had, it was the first match that they brought the title back for three years after Sable, or uh, after Alundra yeah. Blaze had jumped ship. Wow, look at her. Wow. Um, And we're going through. 
this thing. Um, Everything not see all right. <laughs> Everything's gonna see all right, boys. I think so. Um, boys down, boys down bad. This man is like subscribed to fucking WWE's newsletter or some shit. I am. Uh, Dirty WWE. Hey man, if, right. if Raw can come or yeah, if Raw can come back from a four-one lead, you can come back from it. It's only four-zero. Yeah. Yeah. Only. All right. What is the only ever who who are the only, the two people to have the only rematch at Survivor Series? So have two matches at Survivor Series against each other. Sean and Brett. Sean and Brett. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Pat. <laughs> sorry, do I, do I need to stop the bleeding? Where am I down? Five zero. Five zero. I say the next one is Mercy Rule it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Well, you're starting this one. Yeah, this is my time to get me saved. <laughs> um, Alright, who has the m- most consecutive matches at Survivor Series? There's two of them. Just two people? Yeah. So give, if you give me two, you get two points. Well, if you Kane. give me... Kane is not one of them. But I'll give you a second one. Wait, there's two people? Two people with the... Yes, and it's the most consecutive matches at the show. Like at one show? No, no, no. no like oh, you, like back to back to back to back, etc. Years. Oh. Oh, God. What error? Uh, two, they're from two different eras. And they've gone through multiple eras. <laughs> help me at all. Are they active? One is, one is not. Uh, Hulk Hogan. No. <laughs> Pass it over. The Undertaker? Nope. Really? Fuck, okay. I thought it would have been The Undertaker. Um, <laughs> Are they active in WWE? Yes. Oh, shit, okay. I didn't want to save myself. I was going to say Jericho. Um, hmm. Roman? No. Wow, so they're still active in WWE One right now. is still active, one is not. Is the other one retired? Yes. Oh. Can I go with Flair? Nope. I mean, you can go with him, but he's, he's not it. Um, and then one more. I'm going to go... Are they alive? Yes, both are alive. Okay. Um, Obviously one is, but yes, the other one is still. Obviously, one is what does that mean? Because the one's active still in the company. Uh, Oh, this is in the company, obviously. Um, Randy Orton. Yes, Randy Orton. Oh, you're you're in. Okay, so there's still one more. Yeah. Um, non-active. Big Show. I know he's technically active, so I'm I'm not going to count that. Um, I'll give that to both of you. It's not Big Show. Yeah, well, he's again. He's still technically active. (laughs) Barely. Uh, who's retired that I feel like would be a good pick for this one? Fuck, man. Um, you said Kane, right? You said Kane is the first one? No. No, Kane? No. Oh, shit. I said Kane. No, you said Undertaker. No, I said Kane. I didn't remember him saying Kane. Um, uh, Rob Van Dam? (laughs) No. One last try for you, Joey. Mm. Retired. That's all he gave us. 
Um, retired. Is he an old man? Or is he like a younger, like... Yes, he is old. He's old. Uh, okay. So, what era would you say he's from? Was he from the Golden Era? Um, he wrestled in the Golden Era, the Attitude Era, and oh. part of the Ruthless oh, Aggression. Okay. Kevin Nash. No. Part of the Ruthless Aggression Era? So they retired during Ruthless Aggression? Yes. Why you, to, why you have to smile? Because because it, it wasn't. I, I can't say anymore because that'll give it away. <laughs> I have no idea who the fuck you're talking about, even with that hint. Yeah, right. Like that's just very. Um. The fuck wrestled from the golden era into ruthless aggression. I have no clue. I I, I literally don't have a guess. I'm I'm passing it up. Bret Hart. Ugh. U.S. champion in the Ruthless Aggression era. That, well, that wasn't Ruthless Aggression. That was like... 2007? That would be ruthless, the end of the Ruthless Aggression. Beginning of the PG. He was a champion in 2007. Yeah. yeah. He, he came back and had the street fight with Vincent Mann. And then he won the U.S. title. Yeah, that's basically Ruthless. Okay. Sure, I guess. Yeah. Well, Joey got a point, so he's not out. Yeah. Brett, the, uh, both of them had 11 straight matches. Uh... Bret Hart, uh, 90, 87 to 97, which was the screw job. Uh, and then uh, Orton, nine, uh, 2003 to 2013. And it was about to pat, right? Yes. Well, if he gets this, it's over. Um, Still. Yeah, my phone just killed itself. Um, All right. How many times has a W has the world ch- championship, in some way, shape, or form, changed hands at this show? God. So that means WWE championship, Universal, I believe, uh, heavyweight champion. It, it just is world championships. That's insane. Um, twelve. <laughs> Pat wins. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, I'm good night. And with a whopping six to one lead, that has won the trivia. I'm glad you first guess. <laughs> How the fuck did you think that? Twelve. Oh, just twelve. Uh, it is the most. It is the second most times uh, on a pay per view, a single pay per view that uh, the uh, title, is, the world title, has changed hands. WrestleMania is the first. Do you know how many WrestleManias had? Twenty three. Close. Twenty four. Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for joining us for this wonderful review of Monday Night Raw. That was more of a review of Impact, Turning Point, and a trivia challenge. But we appreciate you being here nonetheless. Joey and I, or one of us, will figure it out. Wednesday night both. is both okay. Wednesday night we have the Thanksgiving edition of Dynamite which is headlined by the big four-on-four tag match with Cody, Pac, and the Lucha Brothers versus FTR, Andrade, and Malachi, CM Punk versus QT Marshall, and match of the year, Canada. Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter in the TBS tournament. Um, so that's that. Ryan and Angels. Yeah, you forgot the other big match. What? 
Colt Cabana versus Brian Oh, yeah, Colt Cabana Danielson. versus Danielson in Chicago, yeah. Um, again, Ryan Angel's Impact Power Hour might not happen this week just because it uh, impacts on Thursday for Thanksgiving. So we're not sure about that. Because they didn't say on Thursday we'll see you. We just yeah, said next week. No, they said Thursday. We'll oh, see okay. Well, well then... the thing, so... Um, so again, uh, if there's no podcast from them this week, they'll be back next week. So just take that as you will. And that's I'm not that. doing anything on Thursday. Maybe I'll do it. So uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.